I think one of my one of my pet peeves is uh, algorithms and machine learning and trying to use computers to make decisions about non-trivial questions, uh, <laughs> such as who had I better hire, or is that something that I, as a car, should avoid hitting? <laughs> <laughs> or should I hit it hard? No, they probably don't build that calculation in. <laughs> but um, so it came out uh, a while back. Yeah, that... <laughs> about exactly a month ago. Hmm. It's been an eventful uh, thirty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but this one is, you know, it's an intersection of internet of shit, AI weirdness, um, late stage capitalism, and of course the women's problems aisle. <laughs> it's it's a real smorgasbord of yeah. some of our favorite uh, complaints. <laughs> um, so Amazon was trying to teach a uh, well to seed a machine learning system with enough information so that it could sift through the no doubt thousands of resumes they get for every position they post and pick out the best candidates. But instead, what it picked out were the white men who went to certain schools. I yep. mean, if all the data about what a successful engineer you give it, like, looks like the same guy, is it's it's hardly surprising that it's just going to reinforce like who you've already hired. I mean, duh. If you, and it's not like you have you know other companies' data sets to work from. So whatever bias existed at the time you started out. It's just going to be, you know, right there in your data and, and you don't have a different training set. So so it's not shocking that that it just, you know, amplified the existing bias in the organization. Uh, they they turned it off <laughs> eventually <laughs> when they realized that, hey, it well, was only the, servicing. When the story broke. Well, oh, did they? I thought, mm, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So it's a classic case of we are sorry we got caught. <laughs> right of course and you know it gets to the whole you know causation is like you know was no one auditing this or you know just did no one think that feeding it your data set of who you've already hired <laughs> was not going to produce it biasing towards people you have already hired it's pretty bananas to start i mean how would you ever, how, the hubris involved in thinking that this would even be possible and not just, like, because machines are dumb and they cheat. Um, and there's yeah. a Google Doc out there that, I don't know if you linked it in the show, but somebody is compiling instances of machine learning, um, like, bots that learned to cheat to achieve their goals, like they would do you know, they would cause a stack overflow <laughs> to, right. or they would they would uh, learn to run very fast by just growing very tall and falling over. Yep. <laughs> and it's like and like it, it it doesn't take a whole lot of thinking to realize that, of course, that's going to happen because they're not. Well, they're not people. They they don't have any system of morality. They don't have, you know, they don't know what cheating is toddlers <laughs> or, or you know, yeah. monkeys or something. Probably not even dogs. Dogs would probably make better decisions. Right. 
you know, this went wrong very predictably. <laughs> and coupled with it was another story that, um, so Facebook's trying to do this thing, um, and I guess this was a better story before the election, <laughs> where mm. um, it labels ads as a political ad. Um, now, the right way to do this, of course, is that when you accept an ad from a political organization, you know that the organization is, but because of the way campaign finance doesn't work in this country, I guess that's <laughs> kind of hard. So they threw AI at it. Um, and it learned that mentioning race is a political issue. Which is mighty curious. Yeah, gee, I wonder how that could have happened. Yeah, I mean, it is very surprising that the company that was allowing housing discrimination by by letting people, uh, whatever the opposite of targeting is, anti-target, um, target ads away from certain demographic yeah. groups, <laughs> would would uh, fall into this this mistake of uh, of characterizing anything racial as political. Like, hmm. Yeah, and the the most uh, absurd yet timely example of this is that um, so. The full name of the chain restaurant we normals call Chipotle is Chipotle Mexican Grill. <laughs> and it, it was recently offering free delivery and ran Facebook ads for that. Fine. Seems great. Facebook labeled those as political. <laughs> I wonder what <laughs> word in there has been politicized recently. Burritos are highly political. <laughs> yeah. And the other angle of it, so... Um, is that, you know, like you said, you know, human cur curation, like, needs to be part of this. And the reason it's not is because they don't want to pay a human to do it. It's more fun to throw a couple engineers at something because it can eventually replace, you know, hundreds of human curators when you're at the size of Facebook, for example. Uh, that doesn't work out so well in practice. Right. And not only that, but like, the reason you need robots to do this is because you can't hire enough humans to look at a thousand ads submitted because, well, you don't charge enough. Like, yeah. And, you know, we've been seeing the race to the bottom in ad revenue for a while now. And, you know, what it's done to like gaming, for example. Yeah, man. It's funny how all these races to the bottom uh, in, in pricing lead to <laughs> races to the bottom in quality. Who would have thought? <laughs> what an odd who correlation. Could, who could possibly have guessed that that would be the result? Like, especially like with journalism. Oh, well, let's stop paying for professional writers and photographers and let's let's send out um, the people who are willing to accept below, basically below minimum wage when you factor in how, how many hours they actually spend. Right. And let's, let's have them take pictures on their iPhones. And I'm sure this will <laughs> uh, add up to quality journal. No, it does not, actually. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there are people out there who are doing good work under those conditions, but they pr could probably do even better work under less shitty conditions. Oh, and another way they get you is um, maybe you don't have a good salary, but you're like all expense paid. Hmm. So it's like, you know, right. well, that that, I, that that new iPhone you're using to shoot in lieu of a camera, it's like, well, you get a new one every year on the company. Wow, $600 a year. Isn't that great? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they count on you to be a trust fund baby who doesn't do math. Yeah. <laughs> not who can't, who just will not. Right. <laughs> Very different things. 
And and I mean, well, I mean, you can really understand Facebook, such a small company, so little, <laughs> so little <Yes>. money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we talked about on this show before the. Uh, I think we probably did, maybe before the election. The the people in like Africa who are hired to um, process image data for um, maps uh, for self driving cars, basically. Um, I kind of feel like maybe that kind of system could work for well. Not for hiring decisions, but maybe if you have an English speaking, I don't know, it's so hard when it comes to like deciding what is political because there is a certain amount of wiggle room there. Um, I mean, you can look at like, well, who is posting this ad? Are they in fact a, a political organization? Are they a super PAC? Are they concerned yeah. citizens for whatever, which is probably a political thing? Um and I guess, I mean, it would take a person looking that up and like using their brain a little and brains are kind of expensive. Yes. Uh, and computers are not very good at thinking. Right. Reaching back into the late stage capitalism of this, you know, with the race <laughs> to the bottom. Um, you know, computers don't actually make decisions. They're just switching machines. You know, when like the classical thing that you teach a computer to do to automate a human out of a uh, necessary task is like, well, like the job computer used to be a person like that word has existed right. in English, you know, since before the 60s. They're pretty good at doing math. They're exceptionally good at doing math. Yes. But... And part of doing that math is deciding, <laughs> you know, are these numbers the same or are they not? And if they are different, which direction they're different in? Yeah, it's a little bit harder to perform mathematical operations on a human being, <laughs> their experiences and their competencies. Like, yeah, that's pretty. And, and we've seen this in schools, like with all this standardized testing that's supposed to tell us, you know, is our children learning? No, they <laughs> is not, but probably not. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> impossible. But, um, yeah. So, and again, it's almost like the schools are machine learning because they're learning they're teaching the test which is cheating yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing it, it but, really is so we knew even before we were trying to have computers do this that it doesn't work well when you try to when you try to you know mathematize yeah, something that some that's inherently just can't be turned into numbers this is why we have the whole humanities. And I realize that yeah. software engineers like don't recognize that as a valid thing, but they well, super those should. those of us that had to get engineering degrees did go through the humanities as well. But I mean, I assume most college graduates had to take at least some like general education requirements in the humanities, but, but they kind of just like got through that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. When one of uh, somebody uh, that I know talked about all that stuff is like the I don't I forget oh I wish I could quote the exact words it was so dismissive and I was like um actually I majored in that part so do you think you might want to tone it down a little I've always wondered if I didn't do engineering um you know what I could have had time to do in college <laughs> that I wouldn't have th that I didn't have time to do because engineering is such a heavy workload and granted, yeah. yes, I did need the um, eight semesters of calculus, but I don't know. Maybe I should have done clarinet like as a major, like not to be dismissive, but like 
you don't get a chance to do like music as an adult unless you're like very, very professional. And even then, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, one of our friends is a jazz pianist, but uh, he was mostly an insurance actuary until recently. It's funny, uh, actually, AIG kind of fired their entire data analysis division. They laid they them all off for it some with reason. AI? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that would be because these were the people who were developing the AI. So I, I doubt that they got it to a point where they could actually replace themselves. <laughs> but who even knows? It's, it's maybe, maybe they're going the other way, which I don't know. I mean, there's so there's a certain things like actuarial tables are a little bit different because you have like massive amounts of data and it's like, did somebody die? Did somebody crash their car? Whatever. That's like a binary condition and it doesn't. Yeah, but it turns into the, it turns into the same kind of garbage data set that machine learning algorithms turn out because after a while you do get, well, you know, black men are 33% more likely to blank, you know, because it's just True. all data. The only difference is that you're picking the correlations you're working, uh, you're looking for, whereas with machine learning, you don't know what the computer is going to pick out as <laughs> right. advantageous. Like, um, so way back in our um, Killbots episode, I mentioned <laughs> that um, machine learning can individualize people from satellite views. And, you know, we're not really sure what they're figuring out is unique about these people, but the accuracy is, you know, like, kind of disconcerting. Well, mm. recently, I learned that a company is now offering, um, like, walking gate recognition as a feature to their camera systems. Their what? Walking. Like how you walk. Oh, like patterns? Yeah. Like of gate, like how G-A-I-T. You... Okay, yeah. I was thinking, what's a walking gate, G-A-T-E? <laughs> like a nest alarm thingy on your doorbell, on your door camera? No, okay, fine. Yeah, right, they can recognize you based on how you walk. Cool. I mean, scary. Uh, it is pretty uh, cool and scary <laughs> that they can do that. Uh, it's already annoying that they have better facial recognition <laughs> than I do. <laughs> um although i have never incorrectly unlike google i have never incorrectly labeled uh was it a black person as a gorilla or the other way around anyway that was horrible yeah i've never done that yes and you can also tell when eyes aren't closed right that's right all the all the asian people who are told to open their eyes for whatever facial recognition like yikes for their japanese cameras right (laughs) yes (laughs) You would think they would train on their on their yeah. own population. It's very dense. It's very easy to go out and find lots of Japanese people if you're in Japan. I don't think they're developing on uh, this on a mountaintop. Yeah. Like, so, like, right now, like, to me, AI is sort of good at one thing, and it's not even that good at it. And it's the one thing it's been trying to do for the last 30 years, which is picking out if objects are in a picture. And it does that, you know, with some success. Every now and then your cat will be labeled a dog or vice versa. Yeah. Or like the uh, the auto-generated memories in photos will be like four-legged friends. It's like, hmm, something fail <laughs> of confidence in there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no toddlers show up. And the other thing that 
AI is good for is if you run it in reverse, it's for entertainment. <laughs> so the technical term for this is that like you're having the AI hallucinate because, mm. you know, you're having it produce instead of classify. Um, and it gave us the wonderful AI weirdness block <laughs> where she trains AI on like one of the most recent ones was like um, nail polish colors. And oh, yeah. And given that data set, you know, to just mash up new nail polish colors. And, you know, it's funny what it comes out with. Yeah, it, it feels like AI uh, is really more of a toy yes, it, than anything else. It, it probably should only be a toy because so much bad stuff can happen when it's applied in wildly inappropriate situations. Yeah. Now, I mean, I guess if you wanted it to, like to do your market research and generate your nail polish names, then yeah, I guess that's innocuous. It can take in sales data and like do things. Although even then, you'd worry like if if uh, vegetable if fresh produce isn't selling well in like the inner city. Oh well, we just shouldn't send any vegetables yeah. there. It's like no, no, that's not the conclusion we should be drawing. And it's very easy to see. Uh, an AI-based, um, like, distribution system making a decision <laughs> like that. I kind of want smart people to be in charge of everything and not computers. And I realize there are a lot more computers. It's much easier to build a computer than a smart person. But um, Yeah, so the frustrating thing about this, and, you know, we'll wrap it up with late-stage capitalism here. We don't need AI for the current level of technology and the current quantity of people and resources to live in a workless utopian society. <laughs> you know, it's just the fact that because of the laws of capitalism, we just have billionaires getting more billionaire-ish. <laughs> profit margins are slim and half of it goes, you know, to the CEO, but it's disguised in stock options and other things. So they're not actually taxed at the pathetic 30% that <laughs> the top 1% is taxed at. Um, and meanwhile, you have drones doing jobs that like doing this kind of stuff that computers can do easily, you know, the simple number comparison kind of stuff, you know, where it's not confidence interviews, it's, you know, is this a broccoli? Um <laughs> And, you know, we're just trying to get rid of the rest of the humans, but without, like, the utopian goal to it. It's the profit motive, not the, well, no one has to go to work anymore, and we can have universal basic income and run around on oh, yeah, trains no. and everything else that we've been harping <laughs> on for the last four years of the show. The, the uh, regular <laughs> humans whose pockets are not going to be lined by this are incidental. They're right. they're just, you know, casualties. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say casualties, yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. So think with your hearts, kids.